Okay, let's bring in the Sabercats now. Hey, guys, do me a favor and count to 10. One, two, three, four, five, ten. How's that? How's that? Beautiful. Boom. Go, cats, go. That looks, does that look pretty professional? You bet your saber fangs it did. <laughs> Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Paul the Cactus Emmerich of the Houston Sabercats. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Balanced Palette, Nutrition for Peak Performance, and The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. And we get the pleasure of talking to some of our favorite rugby stars and coaches in the league. And we have the head coach of the Houston Sabercats, none other than USA rugby legend, Paul the Cactus Emmerich. Paul, welcome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me today. And uh, I'm, I'm interim head coach at the Sabercats, but uh, uh, definitely head coach right now anyway. You're only the interim coach if I don't have a say in this, because I'm going to go on this massive save the cactus or hire the cactus full-time campaign because you're one and one. The Sabercats are 500 under you. If they were, if they were 500 right now in the season, all of Houston would be happy. Yeah, we're, uh, we're one and one. I was uh, really happy uh, with the boys' performance in NOLA. Uh, we had a, a good, good prep week and, it's been nice to be able to uh, reap the reward of some of that hard work that these guys have been putting in. All right, you're being humble and doing the whole coach speak thing, but you went into NOLA, into the New Orleans Gold backyard, and beat them at home. They are either one or two in the league, depending on who sneezes and gets a bonus point, but you went in there and beat them. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, I was on the road. It was in NOLA, the Battle of the Bayous, as I like to call it. Uh, maybe you can help with that campaign to get it to – dub that but uh you know it, it was uh it was we're, we got about the same climate so it was it's been warm and sticky down here and it was definitely warm and sticky down there and uh uh it was a good win like i said uh, uh I, I said to you in new york uh we haven't been far off all year and and uh, uh we just got some some of the little things right uh that we worked hard on correcting from that new york game and uh you know it's uh the boys are really buying in and starting to play for each other. So it's, uh, it'll be an exciting last three games of the season. You, you said warm and sticky. That describes you. That's what a cactus is. A cactus is warm and sticky. Good to look at, but don't touch, right? <laughs> but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, tell people what the number 325 is. Uh, 325 is my Eagles cap number. I was uh, Eagle number 325, so that's the uh, significance for that number. Everyone gets one. I was having this conversation with Threaten. Uh, he was uh, uh, having another campaign to get back onto the national team, and uh, he was uh, telling me all the guys were uh, laughing at him because his Eagle number was still in the 300s. I guess uh, now they're getting up there into the 400s. But, uh, uh, no, it's it's great tradition. Uh, you know, I, I bleed red, white, and blue, and uh, very proud of that number, 325. And so you should be, sir. So you should be. And we've all seen you bleed literally for this nation repeatedly. So kudos to you. And you were referring, of course, to that freight train that your team just picked up, Threaten Palamo, 
great pickup, adding some oomph in that back line. I mean, that's a tough guy to tackle. And we had Peter Malcolm in town with the Austin Elite playing hooker, and he is number 505 in the Eagle number scheme. So that's where we are there. And I'm just wondering, you know, if a guy's number 499 and he wants to trade up to 500, can you do that like Major League Baseball players do when a guy goes, a veteran goes to a different team, they swap jerseys, the guy buys the guy a car or something? Because, you know, from a marketing standpoint, 500 sounds better than 499. Uh, no swaps. Yeah, you got you to gotta earn that, and uh, what you get is what you get. So uh, there it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. So is it Ella? Iowa that you're from? That's the one, Pella, Iowa. How many people? Uh, when I was growing up, it was like 6,000. We're almost 10,000 now, so it's getting big. All right, let me ask you this question. When you were a kid growing up in Pella, in Iowa, did you ever imagine that you would be traveling the globe playing rugby in World Cups, representing your nation in 15s and 7s repeatedly and in memorable fashion? and now become a head coach of a professional rugby team in the United States. Did you ever, ever think about that? You know, uh, I didn't know what rugby was until I was 19. Uh, I grew up doing uh, most of the Midwest sports, what you do in Iowa anyway. Uh, wrestling was a big part in football, and uh, springtime was, I think, soccer one year, uh, tennis another year, track. That, that only lasted a few weeks. When I was 19, started playing rugby, and I think it was even after that first season, I had uh, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Steve, Mur- Steve Murrow, who's no longer with us, but uh, I remember him coming up to me and, and saying, Paul, do you know who the Eagles are? And I was like, oh, who, who are the Eagles? What is this national team you speak of? And uh, so I was a product of that old uh, LAU-ITT system, and uh, you know that's how I – Got, I guess, plucked out of the cornfields of Iowa to, to go on. And, uh, you know, I still got to pinch myself every now and again. I had, a, I had a good run, some amazing cultural experiences, uh, some amazing teammates along the way. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess, part of my DNA now. And, and I get to, to bring all that passion and hard work here uh, to the Sabercats. Yeah, and you have a wealth of playing experience that people might not understand. You had Wasps in the English Premiership. Ulster in the Pro 14, then the Pro 12, Italy, uh, the, the HSBC Sevens World Series circuit, and I know I'm missing some stops. Yeah, I think I got more clubs than Tiger Woods. But, uh, Good one. Uh, you know, that, a stint in New Zealand, uh, Wales. Um, absolutely love my time in Wales. Um, that's another big uh, uh, country that's just mad about their rugby. So uh, I've been fortunate for sure. Yikes, I forgot about Wales, and we have a mad Welshman that's editing this mess after the fact. But also, your, your line about Tiger Woods is an instant classic. So will that be on your tombstone? Will that be your epitaph? Here lies the cactus, Paul Emmerich. He had more clubs than Tiger Woods. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe just the, uh, the uh, moniker of just a cactus on there. So uh, who knows? Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's get back to the present, though. Houston Sabercats. What, what is the one thing? What is your stamp? What is the Paul Emmerich stamp that you want or wanted to be on this team? Um, as, a, as head coach, kind of my first meeting, um, I brought in some uh, senior, senior leadership guys and uh, just said, right, you know, give, give me three, four things that you guys want changed right now um, that's, that's actionable. You know, obviously I can't uh, 
overhaul or reinvent the wheel. And uh, so we start start taking away those things that they don't like or they want to start seeing. And, uh, you know, you get it's about just taking away the little negatives that all kind of add up during the day. Um, and uh, you get some more buy in and, and guys start enjoying practice. And, you know, I told them this is going to be a, a very player centric uh, ethos. So I need input from you guys. What do you want to see? You know, tactics. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been, been around a lot of coaches that either uh, try and mold the player into a game plan or you, you go back and you look at your uh, game plan to, to what the players can provide. So um, there's been a little bit of change in that. And uh, we've uh, hopefully turned a corner. And, and uh, you know, I don't think any teams are going to be overlooking us right now. Yeah, you know, the one thing that we talked about on the show last week when I had Seattle Seawolves owner Adrian Balfour and GM of Rooney, James English, in here as pundits, which was cool. You should check that out. We talked about what team at the bottom of the table might be the spoiler. And I said, you guys, because after that loss, it was a 21-0 loss to Rugby United New York here in New York City. It was, it was the score really wasn't indicative of how close that match was or what could have been for you guys. And afterwards, at the dinner, there were no heads hanging, and there was still a, a look of fire in the guys' eyes. And I was like, Houston is the team. And sure enough, you guys go in and knock off NOLA. Yeah, the boys, uh, the boys played real well. Um, you know, we left some opportunities there uh, in New York for, for some points. Um, you know, perhaps, perhaps a bad call by some of the players on the field in, in certain tactical moments. But, uh, uh, you know, as I said in the interview, good news is we had plenty to work on. Uh, I think having that Glendale game canceled uh, gave us a, an extra week of prep. You know, we're starting to fire in, on most of our cylinders right now, but a cha- change in, that, uh, in the team attitude. And, uh, you know, it, New York was a tough game, but uh, – Nola, we grew, and we're going to look to uh, get some good work done this week and grow again. And uh, we got a big home game against Austin this week. That's right. It's the Texas Tango, or as they'd say overseas, the the uh, Texas Derby that's coming up, if you will. But you know, I, I'm going to pick you guys, and it's not just because you're on my show or you're bigger and tougher than I am. I actually think that you guys are suddenly dangerous. And when was the last time anybody picked you guys as favorites? Well, I think it's a long time coming. Uh, you know, we, in Austin, uh, we, we squeaked one out uh, for one of our early victories in the year. And uh, I know uh, j- just like every squad, and we've been the same. Uh, Austin's been dealing with uh, depth and, uh, and, and injuries and managing guys who are full-time and not full-time. And uh, that's just the landscape of the MLR. So uh, we're, we're definitely going to be uh, digging deep here towards the end of the season. And uh, testing the depths of our bench. You mentioned Austin. I think there ought to be a bonus point for a certain amount of languages spoken on the roster and then another bonus point for the most languages spoken on a roster because these guys have a ton. Yeah, they've got a lot of uh, international uh, uh, components to them, a lot of South Africans, French, uh, some Kiwis, Aussies, uh, you know, which is which is good and bad. Uh, you know, it just depends on how all you manage that uh, – uh, I've, I've been obviously as a foreigner coming into to about every team I, I, I played in, you know, a lot, a lot of many times asked, uh, oh, they play rugby in, in the U.S. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, it just depends how you manage it. Uh, I know all of our foreigners here, 
And when I was overseas, you, you kind of, you got one thing in common is that you're not from here. So you, uh, you, you come in close and, and those guys become family. And, uh, you know, I, I speak a lot about family and having each other's backs here at the Sabercats. And uh, so we, we've got a pretty good family culture going. Yeah, yeah, you got a good thing going on down there. You got a good vibe. You got the new stadium. The grass is finally starting to take, which kind of could be, uh, metaphorically speaking, uh, symbolic for the organization that things are starting to take root. And, and, and you've got some synergy there that perhaps is for a comeback for a player coach. I mean, you got the, the precedent set by Andrew Suniula as a staff member coming onto the pitch, dropping the clipboard. He put on the cleats against New York here for Austin. He wasn't on the match day 23. He comes in, and he's, he's, the, he's the starting fly half wearing number 12. I mean, are we going to see that with you guys? Andrew Suniula is the Peter Pan. That guy's ageless. Uh, uh, I caught up with him, you know, whenever I'm up in Austin, but uh, I'm happy he can still get on the boots. And uh, from watching the game film, uh, he's still got that patented Suniula step. Uh, I don't know. It might be between uh, Andrew and uh, Shalom who's got the better one, but uh, uh, good to see him still playing. Uh, unfortunately, I think that ship has sailed for me. I'll keep a whistle around my neck and my coaching shoes. And- Andrew Suniula as the Peter Pan of rugby. Gotta love that. But I, I got this. You got it all wrong. This is a marketing coup for the league. We have you come in and play as a player coach, and teams get bonus points for player coaches. You're a player coach. Suniula's a player coach. There might be a couple of more morphing into that role next year. Certainly, Phil Mack could fit into that category. Uh, we drag in Kiss Lensing from the New York franchise. We drag Alex Corbusero out of the booth. And, we, you know, it's like geezers rugby, but it's a component, and each team is required to have a certain mature player. Kiss, uh, you have cleats in your bag. Are you going to be playing prop for Rooney this season? No, definitely not. You're thinking about it, aren't you? Always thinking about the game. Your breaking story, ladies and gentlemen. Kiss Lensing will be lacing up the boots for Rooney in the front row. Kiss, of course, uh, captain of Namibia and uh, played in Super Rugby. It's going to be a great addition to Major League Rugby this season. Thank you, Kiss. <laughs> Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up on the field of Coney Island. Breaking that. Okay, in all seriousness, as per your tight schedule, we have to wind this up. Yeah. Your favorite rugby moment on the pitch? Uh, my favorite moment on the rugby pitch? Uh, would have been uh, in May 2003. Uh, I was in the, the U.S. national team camps for, for two years. Uh, played a few sevens tournament, and uh, I got my first cap against uh, Spain in that qualifier. And uh, a, a big debt of gratitude and thanks to uh, Coach Tom Billups um, for uh, uh, helping me on that journey and, and helping to you know focus my efforts there. And um, that was a big accom- accomplishment and. Uh, I guess the rest of it, uh, you know, was just some good opportunities and hard work. And uh, I had a, had a good 10-year career out of that. So uh, the beginning of all that was uh, was pretty special. And, and that, that U.S. cap is uh, one of my most prized possessions. You know, I, I can't argue with that too much. But, you know, with sports gambling getting legal across the United States, I put down the rent – and the car payment on you picking the iconic try against Ireland in 2011 in the World Cup on 9/11. You're costing me a bundle of money, guy. Uh, yeah, that that was that was a pretty special moment, and uh, yeah, I think USA Rugby got some pretty good marketing out of that. But uh, uh, you know, the the three World Cups were all special. 
definitely. But, um, you know, it all had to start with that first one. So, Okay. Final thought. And it's a trip down rugby's memory lane. The first time I met you was at a team dinner at the Vegas Sevens. I went in to say hello, and I was completely flummoxed looking at you, and I, I'm holding the program, and on the program, you're the, you're the guy on the cover of the Vegas Sevens program. You got long blonde hair, and there you are sitting there with a freshly cut short hairdo. And I'm just like, what the, what the fuck? Uh, you know, ebbs and flows right now. I got, uh, I've got some, some long hair and, uh, you know, I guess I'm just fortunate that I can, uh, cut it and it grows back. So, uh, whilst I can still do that, I, I suppose I will. And, you know, got to change it up every now and again. Rub it in Emmerich, rub it in. <laughs> just another reason why yours truly is jealous, ladies and gentlemen of Paul, the cactus Emmerich. Paul, thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right, and on that note, on behalf of Mr. Paul, the Cactus Emmerich, I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up in Midtown Manhattan at the Studio 34 Fantasy Sports Network, signing off.